in Ankeny. Shohei Otani struck out Mike Trout to close out Japan's win of the U.S. in the title game of the WBC last night. Opening day in the major leagues is one week from tomorrow. Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, Adam Wainwright, and Lars Newtbar are back in camp with the Cardinals now after the World Baseball Classic is wrapped up. Sweet 16 of the Women's NCAA Tournament gets underway on Friday. The Iowa Hawkeyes take on Colorado in a 6.30 start. I'm Doug Thompson. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studio, with amazing slow-smoked wings and world-famous baby back ribs, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Hour number two, Miller and Condon, welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Bottom of the hour, off to Chicago. David Kaplan in his regular spot. Uh, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy on a weekly basis. We'll do a lot of baseball, a lot of White Sox, a lot of Cubbies with the Capman coming up here at the bottom of the hour. Of course, Bears conversation as well. But right now, let's put a bow, uh, shall we, on uh, what we saw this past weekend in Des Moines. Chris Connolly and his team uh, did a phenomenal job by all accounts. Uh, everybody was just raving about our city for Brian Anderson, who had a microphone <laughs> and a whole bunch of people listening to him uh, throughout the country. All the uh, most of the national uh, people that I saw in town covering the event, uh, most of them mentioned that you know what Iowa Nice is is a thing, as uh, I experienced it. Chris Connolly joins us. Chris Trenton Ken, well done, Chris Connolly. How are you? Good afternoon, guys. Thank, thanks for the positive feedback. We uh, man, it was a long week, but it, it was a great week. We we feel the same as you. The NCAA was happy, fans were happy. We got treated to some really good games. We had some dignitaries in the house. I mean, you had. Vice President Kamala yeah. Harrison on Thursday with her alma mater. We had VP, former VP Mike Penson. Mm-hmm. Governor was in it. There was a lot going on, but man, it was it was a fun week. No, it really was. So when do we get it back? <laughs> That's the million dollar question, right? Yep. So look, the way this works, guys. This this past year, 2023, which we just hosted, that's year one of a four-year bid cycle. So it, it, the NCAA tournament has sites selected for 2024, 25, 26. They have not opened the portal for us to bid again for that next cycle that would start. The year one would be 2027. So we know for the next three years we won't have it. Best case scenario is we'd get it back here in 2027. And I'll tell you, we, we would fight like heck to get it back that soon. a boy. Three years of it uh, now happening here in Des Moines. We saw, mm-hmm. you know, initially there were concerns about the concession stands, but certainly not the case at the same level that we saw in that first one. You, know, you kind of go through those runs and you're learning something every single time. What did you guys learn this time? Yeah, uh, you know, that's it's, it's a good point. I think the biggest thing that we put into effect that, that worked, not 100%, we, we have some things we need to tweak, but guys, we talked about last week, in between session right. one and two on Thursday, you know, we were supposed to tip, the, the, the first game of the second session, the ninth session, was supposed to tip at 625, and we didn't end up tipping until 650, and even talking to our NCA contacts who were here on site, there's no way that was ever realistic. So, you know, regardless of that, we had to put together a good plan to get those folks out of the building for the most part and back into the building for session two. What we put into into effect, we pre-scanned people that had session two tickets 
in Wells Fargo Arena during session one. Um, they could come up to the concourse. We had different stations. We, we would pre-scan their session two tickets and give them a wristband, which would fast pass them back into the building for session two. Mm. You know, So not only did we do that on the concourse in Wells Fargo Arena, we did it in Hy-Vee Hall Fan Fest. We did it in all of our hospitality areas over in the convention center. And when all was said and done, we were just shy of 6,000 tickets pre-scanned before session two. And guys, at the end of the day, I think that really helped us fill that building back up. And by the time that we tipped for that second session, um, we had over 11,000 people in the building. And the NCA was very, very happy with that. And you guys can talk to, to, to some other people. And Brian Harden would be a good one to talk to, too, because, you know, I think he made it pretty clear that they didn't have a great plan in Albany. And they struggled. Mm. They didn't have a similar plan to what we have. Now, what I will say this is, guys, the, the weather hurt us on Thursday. Yep, yep. And at the time that session one was ending, it, it looked rough outside. I mean, it was windy and cold and blowing snow. So what we didn't plan for or forecast is that most of the people that left Wells Fargo Arena after session one left via the Skywalk exit, and, and nobody was leaving out the north and south doors. So that made that exit a little slower, um, and, and there's just a mass amount of people that were on the Skywalk there. So the crowd control was a bit difficult. I, I thought we had a good plan in place. FanFest got crushed because there really wasn't a lot of time to do other things. Guys, if the weather was better, you would have seen people walking outside, mm-hmm. more walking down the street to Coles Commons or Buzzard Billies or wherever. We just didn't see that. We didn't see many people leave the facility or the grounds, and that made it trickier. And I, Look, I think you ask what would we do better next time or what could we do. I think we'd have to plan for that, that worst-case scenario where the weather is bad, and I think we'd put some more manpower and some more stations in Hy-Vee Hall and FanFest so that we could, we could pre-scan people and even get more people pre-scanned. But I think all in all, it went really well, and we're happy with it, and we'll tweak a few things, you know? We uh, were asked to ask you uh, the possibility that uh, Des Moines will ever host a regional final. Uh, what, what is preventing uh, Wells Fargo uh, from doing that, Chris? You know, Ken, I think it's just being realistic. If you take a look at the sites that have the regional final, we're, we're significantly smaller, you know, in a lot of areas. We just are. You know, Omaha got one, but they still, when all is said and done, they have 14, 1,500 more seats than we do. And I think they're one of the smaller sites to, to host a regional final. We're not being told it's impossible. I, I think if you, again, if you look at the competition and the venues and markets that, that host it regularly, it, it's an uphill battle. And I think the way we look at it is our, our local organizing team, along with Catch Des Moines and Drake University, the first and second round brings in eight Right. Different schools, yep. eight different fan bases. The economic impact, no doubt, is stronger in Des Moines for a first and second round over a regional final. Regional final, it's a stature thing. Would it be awesome? Absolutely. You know, would it ever be possible? It's possible. I just don't know. I, I just don't know if that's realistic for us right now. But we'll continue to look at it as things evolve. You know, I'm a wrestling guy. What about the possibility of NCAA wrestling championships coming back? I know size has always been a concern. They've looked at bigger venues in the past, but just this past year is in Tulsa, a building smaller than Wells Fargo Arena. Possibility we see the wrestling championships back in Des Moines. I don't think so, Trent. I really don't. I mean, that that's kind of the, the comments from from 
the NCA on wrestling when we hosted last. I mean, they, it was undeniable that we had one of the best atmospheres ever, mm-hmm. you know, in the championships. And, you know, except for Tulsa, most of the time they're, they're really spreading their wings and they're going to some bigger places and they're trying to max it out. What was difficult for us is we could meet the minimum capacity number of 16,000 and just barely because you, you don't, you know, you're making room on the floor for the mats and everything else. But what hurt us is, is being smaller like that and the demand for tickets from those that are coming in it was hard. It made it so that there were hardly any tickets available to the public once you had those reserved for NCA and other holds and all that kind of stuff. Again, we ever say never, no. It was such a great event for us, and we've looked into it, and you know, we've asked that question, hey, what do you think? Is it possible? Potentially. I just don't know right now as things stand with wrestling. I don't think it's realistic. Uh, we had another uh, one of our listeners uh, reach out to us and ask us to ask you about, I guess he was way up at, at the top, and he thought that there was some extra seating. Did the NCAA uh, expand the capacity of Wells Fargo at the very top of the building, Chris? Do you know what he would have been referring to? Yeah, we actually did it, Kenny. So there's oh. a couple different areas. Um, up on the 200 level, which isn't all the way up at the top, we had bar stools that we put in behind those last row of seats. We put in um, flooring, wooden, wooden flooring. Yep, that's we what he mentioned. Bar stools. And that's what we did, and that was up at the 200 level, and we did that same thing way back in 2013 mm. when we hosted NCA Wrestling because we needed those seats to get above the 16,000. But it worked so good that we put them in for basketball as well so we could max out our, our capacity there. And in addition to the bar stools that we put in, we also, your open areas that are on the concourse, we put risers in and we put seats in that area. Rather than it being wide open, we have sections of seats. Our restaurant as well, we're able to put more seats in there with risers. So we really max it out. I mean, our capacity is right around 17,000, and that's about as big as we can get. Chris, we were uh, subject to a couple of great games on Saturday. Yeah. Kansas getting knocked mm. off. And, and, you know, the big surprise to me, you figured the Jayhawk fans, they were going to maybe go drown their sorrows over a couple of beers. <laughs> but, you know, the building, even for that late night game with Penn State and Texas, how many people were still in the building? And, and the just the enthusiasm inside the arena when, well, half the team's still alive. We're already out of there with Kansas and Arkansas. Just an incredible environment. We get to see a coach with a shirt off in that early that game with Muscle yeah. taking a shirt on. It just, yeah. on and on and on. The environment that is provided, go back to the Indiana-Kentucky game a few years back. Boy, it's just, it's incredible that we get to have these kind of things in our city. Guys, it was amazing. I mean, we looked at those same scenarios, right? Like, we looked at Kansas, and it's like, with them getting knocked off, who would stay? Well, a a large percentage of those folks did stay. The Arkansas fans, they were so happy that they won the game. Most of those people stayed in their sections. So the, the crowd for the nightcap was really good. It was a lot better than I expected. It's a long run over a couple of days, and we definitely felt like there'd be more attrition, more people leaving, but it wasn't. And even even talking to our NCA guys that were here on ground, they said the atmosphere and the noise in the building and just everything around that first game, they hadn't seen that like in a long time. And, and that's in Des Moines, Iowa, with, with Kansas and Arkansas. So, again, I, I feel like we've been really fortunate three times now with the matchups, the teams, the fans. We got numerous new schools into Des Moines this time around with new fan bases. And I think the experience was awesome from talking to so many people around downtown, different bars and restaurants, and the hotels do a great job. Again, it's rolling out the red carpet. So I think a lot of these people left town saying, hey, Des Moines on my list to come back to again. And, and that's awesome. That's what it's all about. And we can't wait for 2027. Pressure's on Chris Connolly as soon as, it's, <laughs> as you guys are eligible. It was a phenomenal you know it event, is. Chris. A phenomenal no, event. We- 
No, we appreciate it, guys. We appreciate your support all week. And a lot of the stuff is messaging, letting people know what to do, where to park, use Principal Park, take the shuttle up, pre-scan your ticket. So we appreciate all your support at the station. And it really was a great week. So thank you. Thank you, Chris. Good to talk to you. You too. Yep. Take care, guys. Yep, you too. Chris Connolly, uh, General Manager of the Iowa Event Centers, we uh, recap. Well, 2027 seems like a long way off. It does. Um, that's usually the gap. That's well, gap. because this window was open for this year and next, correct? And we just happened to get the first window. I believe that's right. how it worked out. Um, but it was, it was great. And we've been so fortunate to get the schools that we've had come through mm-hmm. here. Um, and, the, and the fan bases, the support. Uh, it's fantastic. The weather, that was maybe the, but I mean, we can't do anything about it, right? It went from 50 to 15. Precisely. And the wind was blowing and I felt bad for those people that were standing out on what would have been the third street. Yeah, I guess waiting to get into the building. Nothing you can do. Looking at the Sweet 16 sites for next year. What do you got? TD Garden, Boston. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's huge. 20,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, American Airlines in Dallas. That's 20,000. Little Caesars Arena. Maybe a tick smaller, but it's big. In Crypto Arena, we're in L.A., Lakers Arena. Uh, then in 2025, regional finals at in Atlanta at State Farm Arena, Lucas Oil Stadium, Prudential Center in Jersey, and San Francisco at the uh, new building out there where the Warriors play. Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's, it's not going but, to happen. But and, and I said it, and Chris echoed it, you, there's just a bigger economic impact when you bring more schools in. Mm-hmm. You bring eight as opposed to having four. Right. I guess there's more prestige. Uh, surrounding it, but look, I, I wouldn't change a thing. I really wouldn't. It, it was it's phenomenal, phenomenal event. And Omaha gets it next year. Indianapolis also will have it next year for the first and second round. Those will mm-hmm. be our uh, regional ones, if you will. But always fun to look at those future venues and yep. what could be. And well, Iowa, Iowa State, Drake, you and I, will they be making their way next year? Well, all the teams have retooling to do oh, on their rosters. It's good. At the sh- that's something we probably need to take an hour or so to explore yeah. coming up here because you're 100% right. Transfer portal works both ways. Um, what's going to happen? I think that the longer this plays out with DeVries, not, mm-hmm. not hearing any buzz around him, it sounds like um, Notre Dame, maybe there's nothing to that. Well, I mean, it's tough for a place even like Notre Dame, even for the success that he's had. Not having that tournament run, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. a difficult sell, yep. right? Yep. It's a difficult sell for the fan base. One thing that has been buzzing around a little bit, the new athletic director at Creighton and Greg McDermott apparently don't get along. Maybe Coach Mack looking to depart. Really? That they are, I have heard, and this is hushed tones, I mean, this is nothing you know, that's been yeah. publicized, but that maybe even as bad as non-speaking terms between the two, and if he looks to get out, and we've seen this happen plenty of times, Wherever that turns out to so be. So this new guy's come in. I did, I don't even. I wasn't I can't even, even aware think of his name. Yeah, that they got a new guy. The, the old Again, guy was pretty just, popular. This is rumor. This but is, why would you pick a fight against Greg McDermott? That's a great question. It's great. And maybe it's not even picking a fight. Maybe it's just doing things differently. And McDermott says, "Not his guy. He wants his guy." I mean, we've heard that a million times. Well, you know who'd be on the short list, obviously, for Creighton, a guy that's been there before. Now McDermott would also say, "Hey, you don't want to work for this guy." I mean, it goes both ways. But there's another potential for DeVries. So. A lot out there. It's not just an, an only thing with DeVries, but possibility of that one. Just something to keep an mm-hmm. eye on there. I've heard that a little bit more here in the last couple of weeks, that things are not exactly rosy over there in Omaha right mm. now. Very interesting. Uh, been a while since we've had a um, 
But so TJ would TJ the last hire, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Fran McCaffrey's going nowhere. Nope, not going nowhere. The uh, the drama around coaches was all about the uh, offensive coordinator in, in in Iowa City, who's going to be back and be back at the blowing a whistle here this afternoon. Great, sure Great. It'll go real well. <laughs> David Kaplan will join us on the other side. Look forward to catching up with Cap. Um, you know, just real quick because the World Baseball Classic will come up with Cap. Do you think the that the players who decided not to participate, and I'm looking at the roster of pitchers for the American. I mean, yeah. come on, that was we're not sending our best, mm-hmm. right? Um, Trout said it was the best baseball experience he's, he's ever, had. ever had, and you saw the smiles and you saw the passion on everybody who participated in this event. He Point. said he's playing in four years. He's already, he's already come out and committed to that. So is Otani, and so he's we'll, bringing people with him. Well, that's that's the good news. <laughs> yes. So, do you think that there'll be a Groundswell of I have to be a part of this thing. Do you think that there'll be not cuts, but guys that are that are battling for their position in this rotation? I hope that's the case. I think so. I think we are finally trending at a spot where I think it finally hit this year. Mm-hmm. This was the first year it felt like it really hit well, where it was more buzz than just in baseball circles. There was more to it than just those things. It, yes, I think we're going to be at that point in four years when we hear the Mike Trouts of the world and what they have said. I think it is going to be more pitchers, and that's the most important part. Mm-hmm. Here. I mean, you look at that lineup for the Team USA. Oh, stacked! You're right; they're they're loaded, except for the rotation, the rotation and the yep. bullpen. Yep, that's where the questions were. So I think we're going to get to that point, and it's going to be an off season where those guys are going to have to. All right, I got to work on my off season differently. Probably going into that one, mm-hmm. got to get ready in a different way. But absolutely, yep. I think it's going to happen, and we're going to see Team USA not fully stocked. You know, in four years. Well, it won't be Scherzer and guys like that. Too but, bad. Right. <laughs> yeah. But guys like that that are at the end of the... We're still probably not going to see those kind of pitchers, but we're going to see more of the 20-somethings, early 30-somethings. Give it a shot and play with it just because you hear so many great things of people that have been a part of this event. Uh, it's hard to knock it, Trent, the success that this one certainly yeah. had. It seemed like it uh, maybe earned its place, if you will. I mean, th- th- this year there was more buzz around it than I can ever recall, ever recall. Anyways, Cappy joins us next. Speaking of buzz, he was not into it a week ago from right now. Asked him about it. His response was, uh, being a little bit facetious, didn't even know what was going on. Um, wonder if that was the case last night in the Kaplan house. That, a lot of baseball conversation, Bears talk as well, with our buddy David Kaplan. Uh, Miller and Condon back with him. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.com. When you bet the college hoops action in March, you want to bet where the pros bet with Circa Sports. Get all the benefits of the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips with the Circa Sports app. Experience high limits, low holds, tight money line splits, and the best customer service. Download your new bookie today and bet like a pro from anywhere in Iowa. Don't miss any of the March action. Visit CircaSports.com for details. Must be 21 and present in the state of Iowa to place wagers. If you or someone you know needs gambling treatment, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Joined by Dr. Macy Dealman, Elite Eye Care in Waukee, and the Eye Company in Ankeny. Dr. Dealman. Many people deal with dry eye. If our eyes do not produce enough tears or the right quality of tears, dry eye develops. Elite Eye Care specializes in treatment of dry eye. More advanced dry eye may be due to inflammation of the skin and can be treated with IPL or intense pulse light, which improves quality of the tear film and reduces discomfort from dry eye. Stop by and see myself, Macy Dieleman, or the rest of our doctors at 
Elite Eye Care in Waukee or the Eye Company. iHeartRadio app now. Last summer, my house was hit with hail. Between assessing damage on the roof and dealing with insurance, it can be a stressful situation. Luckily for me, it wasn't stressful because I called my friends with Wolf Roofing. We were able to get a new roof on our family home in one day. It looked sharp, everything was cleaned up, and now we have peace of mind with our new roof. Set up your next roofing project with Wolf Roofing at 515-225-8866. Or you can go online at Wolf Roofing. Tickets today. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. You know what the music means. Off to Chicago, we shall go. ESPN 1000's David Kaplan joins the program. Cap, Trent, and Ken, disregard my text message. Cap, here you are. How are you? I am good. How are you guys doing? Doing well. So this time last week, I asked you just uh, somewhere on scale of 1 to 10, give us uh, your enthusiasm meter on the World Baseball Classic. You're a baseball guy, Cap. I know you love the game. You must be into... Didn't even know it was on. Hmm. Uh, has It's been a week ago. Did you watch last night? I did watch last night, maybe because I had money on the TV. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. But, yeah, it was fine. It was good. It was good. When I talked to you last week, it's not that I didn't know it was on. I knew it was on. Right. With the NCAA tournament going and NCAA uh-huh. basketball, yeah, it was it was easily third on that list. And there are other people that feel differently, and they're entitled to their opinion. I watched last night. It was good. It was a good game. The Trout-Otani thing was cool. Now let's get on with the season. And players that are saying publicly, this is the biggest game I've ever played in, mm-hmm. and this is the most important time, have at it. Let's not forget, you're running back to where you make your money. That's true. That's very true. So as we flip the calendar and we get ready for baseball season, what's the buzz like? Expectations, hope springs eternal, right? Every single year, everybody feels like they have a shot. Take us inside the psyche of Cubs and White Sox fans going into 2023. I think White Sox fans are the right word here. Um, Wary. It's probably the right word. Well, we changed managers. We let one of our best hitters, Jose Abreu, walk mm-hmm. away for nothing. We got Andrew Benatendi. He's okay. He's a nice play, not a star. Okay. So I think what they're thinking is maybe, maybe, but is changing managers the, the big thing? Is Lucas Giolito losing 35 or 25 pounds, whatever it was? Uh, is that going to change things for the Cubs? I think there is optimism they've turned the corner, mm-hmm. but I don't think anybody's expecting them to go make a deep playoff run. I, I'm with you, Cap. I think that's fair on a uh, fair description of, of, of both squads. Uh, we both feel that the Cubs are going to be better. Uh, who's a guy maybe down the roster that... Um... It's their time now. It's their. It's it's. Uh, they they've paid their dues. They're going to get more playing time, more at bats. Is there a Cub and is there a White Sox uh, that maybe's not uh, you know uh, front of mind when it comes to going to have a breakout season? Who should we watch for? Uh, probably Justin Steele for the Cubs as a pitcher. It's a good one. Yep. 
I would think he's ready to take the next step. And then for the White Sox, I mean, is Elvis Andrus going to be able to handle <laughs> second base? And you know, as he becomes more of a veteran presence, what's going to happen there? And then Oscar Colas for the White Sox. They're going to start a rookie in right field. There are a lot of fans who go, yeah, because you were too cheap to go out and sign someone else. There are others who think it's his time. So we're going to find out. What are the expectation levels this year and what you hope is a healthy year after all the injuries from a year ago for Suzuki? Well, he's right now dealing with an oblique. oblique, It obviously had to be fairly serious because it knocked him out of everything. So I'm not expecting to see him till May. Mm. I mean, it's cold here. So they're going to do everything to err on the side of caution because if he repulls it, well, then his season's screwed. So there are expectations that he could be a really good player. And when we saw him, I wasn't at camp, but I saw him on TV. I looked and went, oh, my God, that guy is a monster. He looks like he has been living in the weight room. So hopefully he's getting healthy and Hopefully he has a big year. Uh, speaking of that, uh, the newcomers that have signed, whether it's a show-me deal that they want to, you know, uh, like a, in Bellinger's case, prove that he belongs in the majors. Hosmer's hanging on. He's got his ring. Trey Mancini's a guy that uh, a lot of folks think that uh, he still has something left. Of those three, Hosmer, uh, Mancini, and Bellinger, uh, who do you think's uh, poised to, to prove to the game uh, that their time's not over? Osmer Mancini Bellinger. I'm going to say Trey Mancini. He got up to a really good start in camp. He has struggled a little bit lately with some strikeouts. But, you know, let's not forget, this guy was dealing with colon cancer. Right. And now he's gotten a clean bill of health, and he's a year removed from coming into a season right off of treatments. So I'm going to say Trey Mancini. So if Mancini puts together that, the offense is going to be okay. How about pitching-wise? And let's say this team surprises. You know, they, they're going to need another arm, maybe two, both in the rotation and the bullpen. We get to July, and this team's hovering around 500, maybe a couple of games over. Probably not going to chase down the Cardinals, but a playoff spot is a real possibility. Do you anticipate that they're going to be big-time buyers? Is it going to be a couple of you know, complimentary pieces? I know that's a long ways off, but if this team is hovering at that mark, are they willing to go out there, spend, and make moves? A hundred percent. Now, I'll tell you, we just did a podcast that people can find it. It's called the Cubs Recap, R-E-K-A-P podcast, either on YouTube or wherever you get your audio podcast. And we had Todd Rosiak on, who is the beat writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. He, my partner Gordon Whitmire, and I discussed the Brewers. Those two guys do not think the Cardinals are winning the division. They think the Brewers are. Really? Yes. Cap, I think they're going to finish behind the Cubs. That's what I thought. And both of them went, you're out of your mind. Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta, they feel like... I'll give you that. Corbin Burns is pitching with a chip on his shoulder from the arbitration deal. Mm -hmm. They believe the Brewers are the best team in the division. Mm -hmm. I like Adamas. 
Kristen Yelich was one of the best was one of the best players in the game. Uh, I don't know, Cap. I think that I'm with you on this one. I side with you, despite that big three at the top of the rotation, and even Wade Miley, who I like, is uh, in the five spot. Um, I'm not sure who's going to close for him. Uh, the lefties uh, in San Diego now, so we we shall see. But it is the Cardinals, right? That uh, that are the. I mean, could the Cardinals run away with the Central? Run? No, I I'd be surprised if they ran away. That would surprise. Uh, that would surprise. I don't think they have enough pitching. Speaking of pitching, what's going on with Keegan Thompson and the velocity issues? That's a great question. You know, they're making him a, a bullpen guy, not a starter, which is probably the right move. Does he have something physical? They're saying no, but this is again different regime. But it's the same team that when I was at camp and I said. Hmm, what's going on with Mark Pryor? Oh, he just was wearing <laughs> flip flops too much and his heels bothered him. Oh, and boy. God, he had an elbow injury. I mean, come on. <laughs> so I don't trust any team in any sport. Uh, uh, Hayden Wisniewski is a guy that got my attention when he came over last year. Is he gonna? Is he going to cut into this uh, th- to this rotation cap? Might the he be? Answer's yes, he is, isn't he? Good. He's really, really thrown the ball well this spring. And it looks like they may have made a really good trade mm-hmm. when they sent. Uh, was that Baez? The, no, that was the tra- Baez. You got Pete Crow Armstrong. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that works too. Is what's the name of the kid that got hurt? We sent him to the Yankees. Scott. Um, oh, the the sidearm the the, the sidearm pitcher, the relief pitcher. Yeah, the relief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I know. I can't pull it I either. Can't re- I can't remember his last name now. I, he's off my radar. Efros? Anyway, Efros? Efros, that's it. Scott Efros. How can I remember that? F, not remember. Efros. Scott Efros. Uh, that's who they got for Scott Efros. Looks like they may, may have made a good trade. Over to the White Sox. Yohan Moncada, named to the all-tournament team mm-hmm. for the World Baseball Classic. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that is is difficult to put your finger on exactly what he is. Solid player. Going to be more than that. Do we know exactly what Makata is, and this is what he's going to be, and what he's been throughout his career, or is there still another level that he can still hit? Uh, I mean, you would hope that there's another level he could go to, and when you pay someone that kind of money, which is what the Red Sox did before they traded him in the Chris Sale deal, that there's another level he can go to. For whatever reason, he tantalizes you with. You know, this really graceful play and big bat, and then he disappears. So it's a great question. That would be a guy, if he had a monster year, the Sox are going to be really tough to beat. You know who else they need a monster year from, Cap? And I, and I keep waiting for it, and I'm sure the fan base does as well, because Luis Robert, Luis Robert. Yes, they have to get something out of him, don't they? They do. 100%. 100%, because... He's got that kind mm-hmm. of ability. But, you know, like my brother's a diehard White Sox fan. He calls me. Great. So Aloy has a calf thing. Mancata <laughs> has a rib thing. I'm like, they sound like minor injuries. He said, uh-huh. And last year they told you Mancata had a minor injury and he didn't come back till May. So, again, I don't believe anything any of these teams tell me. <laughs> so Pryor, tell me the Priors. I've never heard this before. We walked by Pryor and, and, and they said he, had, he got hurt wearing flip-flops. And it was I a... literally walked up to someone in the front office. Yeah. And I said, dude, what is the deal going on with Mark Pryor? He said, oh, he wore flip-flops too much and he strained his heel. <laughs> and I said, 
No shot. I'm hearing he's got something with his elbow. Oh, stop, Cap. That's stupid. Yeah. What was it like? Ten days later, it leaked out. Yeah, he's got an elbow issue. Yeah. I mean, come on now. That's priceless. Uh, you want to talk some Bears, Trent? Uh, I have a Bulls question. They've Let's won three go. in a row. They're in the playoffs now as the 10 seed, or at least in the play-in tournament. I love that. To advance, get an opportunity to get in there. It's been such a frustrating year watching this Bulls team. I mean, is, is that at least one kind of light at the end of the tunnel? Hey, get in there. Maybe even get into the playoffs and be able to play four, five, six games, something like that. What are your thoughts on this Bulls in this three-game winning streak? Um, where's it been? You're telling me that Patrick Beverly makes that kind of a difference, and I love him. Mm-hmm. He went to my late father's alma mater, Marshall High School in Chicago. Love him. His last high school game, I called it. And his it's mom really walked not. up to me before the game. No one's recruiting my son. Can you please say some nice things about him on the air? I said, mm. I love your son. I've seen him play. Yes. And he had a monster all-star game. Monster at DePaul. And next thing you know, I got a text message from the University of Arkansas. Hey, man, does that kid have grades? Yes. Is that kid signed? No. And he ends up at Arkansas, and then he ends up in the NBA with this lengthy career. Patrick Beverly is a really, really good player. But you can't tell me that some guy off the scrap heap is making that kind of difference. I just think the last two months they've been top five defensively. Since he arrived, they've been the number one defensive efficiency team in the NBA. Can they win again tonight? Yeah, they're at home, but Joel Embiid was 12-0 for a reason against the Bulls. They finally beat him the other night in Philly. Now you get Embiid again tonight, and he's trying to win an MVP. So Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a hell of a game. And I'm going to be on the couch sitting there with one of my dogs, and I am going to be locked in. I'm excited to watch. Yeah, Patrick Beverly made he made a huge impact with that Tim, Timberwolves team last year. Uh, that's he leadership. Did. That's leadership in that locker room, no doubt about it. Any Bears news, Cap, that we should be uh, brought up to speed on? Uh, Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus, Luke Getzey, the OC, Alan Williams, the DC, Chris Morgan, the O line coach, and there's three or four others. I think the D line coach is there. They're all at Ohio State's pro day. Then they're going to Penn State Pro Day. Then they're going to Alabama Pro Day. Like, they're leaving no stone unturned, these dudes. I hope they're at, uh, they, they were at Georgia Pro Day because if Jalen Carter slips. Mm-hmm. Oh, baby. We'll see. They were there. They were there. Let me ask you a question. Would you say it's a reach to take Lucas Van Ness at nine? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. I think it would be. I, th- I think he's going to have an NFL career. Don't get me wrong. But, but top ten? Look, be work, I hear it works out for him. I hear his motor's outstanding. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can't beat it. Can't and beat it. people that were up Pro Day yesterday, he didn't talk to the media afterwards. The Iowa Pro Day that happened yesterday, he looks even more big, more cut. The guy had the nickname of Hulk at the <laughs> University of Iowa, and he's bigger and stronger now than he was when his season finished so, up this so year. So why wouldn't you take him? Production. Okay. We'll see. Interesting name. I like Motor. I, I, He's got one. Yes, he does. scouting days in the NBA. I would watch guys dive over the table and go, who's that guy? That guy's laying it on the line. Who is that? And then you got to do the rest of the work because you have the athleticism and the this and the that. I just keep hearing great things about that kid. Did you bet the NFC North winner yet? I did. How'd, what price I did actually, you get on the Lions? Plus 160. On the Lions to win the North? Yes. Did you bet him to win the Super Bowl? I bet him to win the NFC at ten to one. Yeah, 
And then I have a parlay. You're going to laugh at this. No, I want to hear it. I have a parlay. Jets, Lions, exact Super Bowl matchup, plus 12,000. That's awesome. I got 25 to 1 on the Lions to win the Super Bowl. This team's got some buzz. The Detroit Lions, you guys are talking about. We're talking about the Detroit Lions. Okay, okay. Yes, we are. Uh, Good stuff. Cap, thank you for doing this, brother. By the way, I'm in Vegas all weekend. What are you doing? I wish I was coming with you. One of these one of these times you're yeah. in Vegas when I'm not there, I'm in Vegas when you're not. One of these times you it's going to work. Me I'm going to fly out and meet you. I, I that's a date, all right? We're 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 having yeah. a meeting here with our friends at Circa on Friday. We're going to line some things up and, and we we'll might let have you know. something over in your neck of the woods. We, we'll be we'll be talking to you in the coming weeks and months about yeah, that. Circa's building a sports book uh-huh. in Waukegan. Indeed they are and there's a little event in November at Wrigley Field that we uh, might yeah. be over for as well. Um and it's not baseball, you Cap. Know. Let me know. Good stuff. Thanks, buddy. Good to hear from you. Yep. Centurion Stone of Iowa. Sponsors are uh, buddy David Kaplan, centurionstoneofiowa.com. We'll tell you about them on the other side of the break. Before we get to Trent's plays of the day, Miller and Condon, one segment to go. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. If you own a house, you've got a huge asset. And everyone's looking at it. With Wall Street investors buying up homes in Des Moines and renting them out like never before, you have to wonder, what do they see in your big asset that you don't? The truth is, if you sell your home instead of renting it, you can kiss your asset goodbye. Especially with today's higher interest rates, the best way to save your asset is to rent it out instead. Does renting make your asset look big? Yes, it does. Especially when you hire the professional landlords at Renner's Warehouse. DIYing your property management is a total pain in your asset. But with Renner's Warehouse, you never have to find tenants, collect rent, or handle pesky maintenance calls again. Don't lose your asset. And stop busting your asset trying to manage it yourself. Go to Renner'sWarehouse.com to book your free home rental price analysis today or call 515-528-4429. Renner's Warehouse. You can't buy happiness. Every sunrise offers new opportunities to dream big or to take that next small step. Every sunrise is another chance to build on the one before or to start with a clean slate. Because sunrise is tomorrow's promise made real. And Grinnell Mutual is tomorrow's promise protected. Trust in tomorrow and contact a Grinnell Mutual agent today. Trent Condon joined once again by Dr. Ethan Heisman from Elite Eye Care on University Avenue in West Des Moines. Dr. Heisman, you're one of the few eye doctors that provides corneal refractive therapy in Iowa. This is a unique contact lens that is only worn when sleeping at night, similar to maybe a retainer. And what it does is you're wearing it at night, it gently reshapes the eye to correct nearsightedness. So that way during the day, no glasses or contact lenses have to be worn to have crisp vision all day long. Eye exams, contact lenses, eyeglasses, for you and your family with Elite Eye Care. When you bet the college hoops action in March, you want to bet where the pros bet with Circus Sports. Get all the benefits of the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips with the Circus Sports app. Experience high limits, low holds, tight money line splits, and the best customer service. Download your new bookie today and bet like a pro from anywhere in Iowa. Don't miss any of the March action. Visit CircusSports.com for details. Must be 21 and present in the state of Iowa to place wagers. If you or someone you know needs gambling treatment, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. It's time for Trent's Pick of the Day. Brought to you by Circus Sports Iowa. Here's Ken and Trent. 
All right, final couple of minutes before we get to Trent's play of the day. Again, David Kaplan, thank you to Centurion Stone of Iowa, centurionstoneofiowa.com. If you've got a project that requires manufactured or natural stone, whether you want to update or accent, uh, they've got over 200 different color and pattern combinations. Check them out online, centurionstoneofiowa.com. Visit the showroom, 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. We guarantee you will be impressed. 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cap Circa. Sponsors Trent's Plays of the Day. What have you got? Had some match play earlier today as the match play began, but uh, that is not part of the picks because it's already happening, so we can't Is it going well? Uh, yeah, we're off to a good start. Okay. Three and one looks like right now, as long as everything holds. And we needed that after yesterday's disaster played fell on black days because it was a black day yesterday. One and five in the picks I handed out. We start with the CBI championship game, Eastern Kentucky. <laughs> How they continue to do it, I have no clue. They you, no, you've been saying that all year. Well, all, all year long. The Colonels are just should not be in this spot. They got the 49ers. Bobby Lutz is not walking through that door. We're going to lay it anyway. With Charlotte minus the five and a half, four o'clock tip off for the CBI championship game this afternoon. And yes, there will be television for that one. I think I'm the deuce. Uh, Vanderbilt. That's where it was last night. Yeah, going to grab the one and a half with Vandy tonight. They're getting one and a half at home against UAB. And then three plays in the NBA. I like tonight the return of Cat for the Timberwolves as they're getting healthy. Is Edwards back? He's working his way back. I think he's still maybe another game or two away. You look at the standings in the West. One day you're fifth, the next you're ninth. I mean, it is... A game or two, this thing is going to be crazy. Uh-huh. The mix and the difference between playing in the play-in tournament, maybe even Which being, I love, by the way. Or having to go to that thing and win a couple of games to get there. It's going to be fun to watch. We're going to lay it with the T-Wolves tonight, minus the four. Give me Dallas getting the two at home against the Warriors as we continue to fade the Warriors on the road and wrap things up. Give me the Pacers. There's also a team fighting for a playoff berth against Toronto. They're getting nine and a half against the Raptors. Give me... Tyrese Halliburton and the Pacers. All right, that will do it for us. We appreciate you uh, spending some of your day here with uh, Trent and I as we join you every Monday through Friday from 11 till 1. Murph and Andy are four minutes away. They take you until 3 o'clock, and then Heather and Sean take you home. Kexano Drive from 3 until 6. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for being with us. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.